0: welcome to the weird but wonderful podcast this is last week's episode if you'd like to get today's episode you can head over to patreon.com forward slash one weird podcast and get episodes a week early by supporting the show either way enjoy the episode i'll talk to you next time peace what's up cuties it's the weird but wonderful podcast welcome back it's your weekly dose of weirdness with me your host james carline on this show, we take a journey into the minds of strange people doing strange things. And what stranger way to kick it off this week than calling you my cuties. So cuties, a um, bit of a story before we jump in. You know, normally we like to keep this a roan-free zone. I can now officially say my test results came back negative. I am roan-free, but I did have to get the, the rona test because I started to get sick on like Thursday afternoon or whatever, you know, sore throat. And then how it normally do over the weekend you, you get worse and worse. But um with like phlegm, short, I literally had so I had like every symptom, you know, the shortness of breath, the the wheezing, the fatigue and sore throat and pr- everything but the fever. I had the the symptoms for for the roan. And I was like, look, you know, it's probably probably not the roan. But boy, howdy, sure would love some antibiotics. So you call up a home doctor and you have to do this like preamble test now where uh, you have to sort of give them your symptoms to be like, hey, do you meet the Roan symptoms? And if you do meet the Roan symptoms, they won't come and see you. So I did a telehealth call and uh, the guy was like, oh, what's up? So I told him all my stuff and he's like, sounds like Roan. So uh he's like, "Get this number, call these people uh at the Rone zone, and they'll tell you where to go. So I did that, called up uh Mark on the one eight hundred number, and uh he directed me to my 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 local rone test zone they were clo- they were closed actually, which was strange, but so then we we ended up finding another rone zone, and we go and queue up there and I thought, I thought that, you know, the Rone testing place is going to be like ground ground zero for the Rona, with like everyone just this these like cut to like uh, a Dawn of the Dead style scenario or like day of the dead where people are queuing up to get through like a military blockade and they're testing everyone and then you know someone in the back turns into a zombie and then it's just ev- everyone starts running the military starts shooting people i thought that's very much what it was going to be at um the Rhone, the Roan testing zone but it's much more low key than that it was just there was a um a junkie there though that um sort of made the whole vibe pretty uncomfortable you know you're already in a place that's You know, not great. You know, your doctor and the guy on one eight hundred is telling you you're 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 potentially Rhone positive, so you got to go do this thing, and now you're in a queue with other potential you know Rhone people. We're all you know Rhone loners together in the queue, and then there's this dude over here who's turns out wasn't there for anything Rhone related. Um, He was just pacing back and forth. Uh, was smacking the wall a lot Uh, a lot of crouching down a lot of not obeying the 1.5 meter rule distance for people um, making a lot of people very uncomfortable and (coughs) excuse me Uh, yeah he and like one of the doctors came out to him and they were like hey mate you know what what's uh what's going on you know how can we help you and he was like i need it flushed out they were like okay he's like i'm just here to get it flushed out so um sort of didn't hear too much of where that went but i i was like well you know this is the roan zone you know i'm you know didn't take me long to figure out that he was potentially in the wrong area you know what i mean um so not sure what he was getting flushed out but uh i hope it all panned out for him i hope everything got flushed out that needed to be flushed out you know posy po- posy vibes to to him and his but then so anyway anyway i just mentioned that cuz i was like it was this guy was making you know an uncomfortable experience even more uncomfortable for everyone that was there especially for this mother and her kid and he was just like kind of like not not like tweaking out but was just like acting really strange so um i like moved to stand like in between him and and them to i don't know try and help her feel more comfortable i don't know if that did anything or if she just thought like oh great his big rotund friend's coming at me <laughs> <coughs> but um yeah the the roan test not for a lot of like kind of a hassle but you're like you know you got to do it and stuff because it's like, you know, stopping, stopping the spread, reducing that curve, you know. It's all about reducing that bloody curve. Um, yeah, they they hit you with it. The, they come out, they explain it to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, someone takes your details. Uh, you explain everything. And then, you, you know, someone from the admin calls you and they're like, oh, the doctor's coming out. And then so they come out and they're like, you know, face shield mask, like robed up. Which makes you, you feel really good, you know, because you're like, hey, only potentially ruined at this point. But when someone's hitting you with, like, again, Day of the Dead style military testing, face shields, you're like, okay, I've got it. <laughs> I've got it. Um, yeah, they pull out this fucking massive swab, and then she's like, oh, you know, no big deal. We're just going to hit the back of your throat with it, and then the back of your nasal cavity... I'll put a picture up on screen for the podcast listeners of how deep that swab goes. It's deep. So they do the throat, not, no separate swab, same swab. Then they do the nose. I'm thankful for the order though. I'm thankful they don't start with nose, then go throat. And then they, they get right into the back of your nasal cavity, give it a swizzle and right back there. You feel it you feel it I remember actually I put a tweet out on Twitter a while ago about how like I'd very much like to avoid getting Corona solely for this reason because I want to avoid this test and I got the test unfortunately <laughs> anyway um yeah and then they're like okay cool so uh you know quarantine because you potentially roamed out and um you know we'll let you know in one to three days <coughs> But I can say the results are in. rona's is out. Rhinovirus is in, however. Um, what did the message say? It says uh James Carline, please be advised your coronavirus swab is negative. negative in caps. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mata Hospital. Mwah. Uh your respiratory virus panel is positive for rhinovirus. Sorry, rhinovirus. Your respiratory virus panel is positive for rhinovirus, which should clear on its own. If your symptoms worsen, please see GP. And then there's a ton of other info about, you know, not being in contact with people, blah blah blah. But th- one of the main reasons that I was like kind of sketched out on the whole thing was because someone else from my from uh I work at a company three days a week, and uh one of the people from there, uh had to get a, a rona test and he was potentially rone positive which i'm assuming he's not because he even said like you know i'm I'm sick but you know gotta get the test done because yeah like i think i don't know if like gps just like won't see you until you get the, the all clear that was my understanding because i was like dude i just want some antibiotics <laughs> to deal with this um <coughs> um but they're like yeah we won't we won't see you till you're uh, cleared of Rhone. but um cleared of Rhone now which is good it's just so it's scary the respiratory stuff for me is so scary because like you know i'm not in peak <laughs> physical condition um but also like i smoked for oh most of my teenage and young adult life and i quit in like 2014 after like uh i got pneumonia i got like a a chest chest and lung infection uh and then that developed into pneumonia and put me in hospital for like seven days or eight days and at that point i was like i'm done i'm done with cigarettes it was terrifying not being able to breathe surprisingly i don't know if you know this but not being able to breathe is surprisingly terrifying um and that's what this has been for like ever since i got got sick, even now, like it's just like <coughs> shit in your lungs, it makes it hard to breathe. It's not pleasant, it's not great, but um yeah a bit of a bit of a uh roan story before we jumped into the podcast, maybe some o t t maybe some overshare in there, but you know hey that's that's what's been going on in my life <laughs> getting um uh, getting sick, potentially getting roaned getting cleared of the roan uh and you know now, now we're back on track, I guess, but um, yeah, let's jump into let's jump into some podcast stuff, shall we? Man, every part of me wanted to start this episode with uh barrel now, dinner now all right, now, you know, bit of, bit of sweetly for the black Sabbath fans. um that would have been dinged in a second. Thanks a lot, YouTube. You know always trying to stifle creativity these people a creative platform trying to stifle creativity, you know who can't stifle creativity do you know who's keeping creativity alive, particularly in the business realm drug dealers talked about them before and we'll talk about them again <laughs> a lot of pro a lot of pro uh drug dealer talk on this podcast um you know sorry, sorry to anyone who was uh wronged in their time by a drug dealer and i keep giving so much pro drug dealer sentiment um but i do want to talk about how these uh drug dealers have turned corporate they've gone corpo now you know no longer keeping it on the mean streets no longer doing it grassroots you know it's 2020 why are we grassrootsing our 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 drug deals and our drug campaigns you know it's, it's enough it's enough <laughs> Uh, drug dealers are selling their customer databases for as much as £150,000 which is and we've got the conversion 277714 Australian dollars as they adopt business strategies to maximize profits (laughs) Uh, guys I've had enough okay I'm sick of the mean streets I'm sick of the grassroots I'm sick of going toe to toe trying to fight people to keep my corners and stuff it's too much you know it's 2020. I'm going clean. I'm selling my customer database. <laughs> to who? To who exactly? Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer. Um, So uh, as you'll see here, his name is uh, Jeff McKinley and he lives at 142 West Street. And uh, here's his mobile number and email address. And he loves uh, Twisties. That's his snack of choice. I don't know if that helps you some kind of brand association or remarketing campaign uh, and he also loves Percocets so and also marijuana so if you can sort of do something with that I don't know if you guys are in the marijuana game or the Percocet game but that's uh, that's Jeff McKinley's uh, purchasing behavior around his drugs so you're welcome Pfizer. The savvy criminals have established a valuable market in client lists and, we're also product, and also using product placement and branding, mimicking tactics used by legitimate firms. How? Does someone show up like brand deals for drug dealers has got to be like the next step to influencer marketing. Your drug dealer just shows up wearing a twisties t-shirt. Hey guys, what's up? This week, uh, we're, uh, the company, this is obviously the CEO of uh, this drug dealing company. Uh this week we have a uh twenty-five thousand dollar brand deal with Pringles. Uh so today all everyone going out uh running the drugs, door knocking, uh spreading the word, doing all that stuff and doing drop-offs. We'll obviously be wearing a Pringles branded t-shirt. And uh that way, you know, and if you can really find any way for sort of Pringles to come up in conversation, that'd be great. And also, um, we do have uh Pringles branded Pringles branded backpacks for all of you filled with cans of pringles and uh if you could try and upsell them into a can or two of pringles as well that'd be great so uh yes that's uh fifty dollars for your weed and hey while we're here could i interest you in maybe some sour cream and onion pringles some original pringles yes or no yes i know the can got smaller the chip got smaller no one's talking about it even though we we all know what happened pringles what do you think our ha- we th- we all thought our hands got bigger? We know what you're doing. Some sent out simple sample bags of drugs, special offers, two for one deals, and limited offers, according to the county line's exploitation and drug dealing among urban street gangs, which has been written by Dr. Simon Harding, associate professor in criminology at the Research Centre for Cybercrime and Security at the University. Of West London. The phrase county lines is used where drugs are carried from one area to another, usually by children over a boundary. The county line is the mobile phone line used to take the order of drugs. One member of an organized crime gang is quoted in the book as saying, So there's a boy I know, he just sold his line for something like £150,000 cash, which was for a phone containing information about customers. Harding says the usual rate is estimated between £30,000 and £50,000. Selling your phone with contacts for the people that you deal to to who nielsen <laughs> he's selling them to to Nielsen is it nielsen the they're, they're like um marketing and advertising like data people The book, which is published by Bristol University Press, reveals the expensive criminal exploitation and control in the daily grind to sell drugs it draws upon interviews and case studies giving a voice to users and dealers alongside harding's in-depth analysis of the techniques and relationships of gangs youth violence and drugs i've got to get my hands on this fucking book this book is talking about how drug dealers are like using remarketing branding tactics and selling their customer info that's fucking hey you can be upset at drug dealers all you want That's fucking smart. (laughs) That's smart. I'm getting, they're getting like thirty to to 50,000 pounds for selling a phone to what, like Nielsen's, maybe? I don't know. Don't sue me, Nielsen's. Harding wrote that purchasing the phone of a drug dealer, which can contain the number of hundreds of existing customers, offers, quote, faster routes to faster profits. That is definitely how they, this is someone pitching like, uh, and of course, uh, thank you for taking this. Uh, meeting today, Pfizer and Nielsen, uh, who will be competing obviously for this customer data. I oh, mean, uh, ABC Company here as well, uh, Google. ABC Group Company, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I have 10 phones on offer. Each phone has hundreds of contacts and purchase behavior of my latest drug escapades, my drug clients. And obviously, if I click over to my next slide, you'll see with the, with the, uh, Pixel art picture of a graph going up. Faster routes lead to faster profits. Oh, oh yeah. Very good. Oh, nice. Yeah, they do. Faster routes do lead to faster profits. I have heard that. Quote: Phones of county lines can be sold and swapped for tens of thousands of pounds, he wrote. This is the equivalent of a company selling on selling on a database of buyers. Acquiring such a line ensures the line or a new owner is up and operating instantaneously without the need to create a new user database so they're selling it to like a new potential drug dealers or someone's like you know man i'm out of the game i'm out of the game on drug dealing i'm gonna sell my phone with all my client's information to another drug dealer here you go mate yeah no startup costs (laughs) that's like selling your business yes these people are just selling their drug business yeah, uh, all of the customers, uh, customer contacts included, obviously. Yes, I will sign the non compete, and uh, I promise I won't try to approach any of my existing clients or go into the drug game for at least two more years. And, uh, you know, you get all my existing clients, so you're welcome. In a chapter entitled County Alliance as a Business Model, Harding noted concepts emerging of product placement, branding, customer value, loyalty, and satisfaction, pricing strategies, and customer relations. <laughs> See, that's that's what it's all about. And um, a lot of people, a lot of drug dealers really need to know that it's about going that extra mile. You know, a lot of, you, you got to have that customer service. It's all about the customer, and you've really got to have those extra layers um, to stand out from your competition. You know, if I'm if I, if, if I'm delivering drugs to my clients, I'm already going to be better than someone who has to come to my place to pick them up, you know? But now if I'm delivering, delivering them, I've always got a smile. I've always got a chipper attitude about me. You know, I'm I'm presentable. I've got a polo shirt on, a Pringles branded polo shirt. I'm clean cut. I smell nice, you know? I'm freshly presented. Even better. Now... What if I'm selling you drugs, but I also have a smorgasbord of snacks you could purchase? At a profit, obviously. They are marked up prices because you don't need to go anywhere. Hmm. Starting to think if I should get into the drug game. <laughs> <coughs> hey, these years that I spent at university and all these goddamn books about marketing that I've, that I've been reading are really wasted on um, doing B2B marketing. I really need to get into the B2C game business to consumer and those consumers are consumers of drugs and i need to be offering that product for them so you know definitely a lot to think about for me it turns out <laughs> um the other thing i wanted to talk about just briefly because i did see this uh as i was looking stuff up uh grimes who is like the uh she's the singer artist slash mother of a child with the most unique name on the planet slash uh elon's bay you know is selling her soul at auction which was originally valued at 10 million usd she's selling a piece of her soul so um i don't know if that's uh something you're interested in uh she has following making headlines over naming her baby grimes is back in the spotlight So, basically, she's putting on uh, her first ever art show and uh, I guess part of the exhibition is that uh, members of the public are able to purchase a piece of her soul. Uh, Clever. The show's called Selling Out. So, you know, I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, if you've maybe got $10 million in your back pocket and maybe you're just a fucking massive Grimes fan, you know, just sort of putting it out there for you. This information is for you. So, uh, if that's what you're into... Uh, go check it out. Uh, the exhibition is called Selling Out. Now, uh, before we get out of here, I really just wanted to, you know, again, now that I'm self isolating, I've got to quarantine myself um, until my, my symptom. That's actually part of what they said. They're like, hey, even though you're now like your own negative, you t- still need to continue isolating yourself until you're until you're not sick anymore. Which I think is less Rhone related and it's just like more, hey, don't make people sick related. So, but hey, I'll do it for, for everyone's safety. I, I promise I'll stay at home. Damn. I hate staying at home with my TV and my movies, my TV shows, my video games. Crumbs. I hate staying at home. Ugh, don't make me. Ah. Uh-huh. I wanted to dive into uh, Bellingham, Washington, one of my favorite places on earth, just because it houses one of my favorite people, Colin. This segment goes out to my, my dear friend, Colin, who lives in Bellingham, Washington, who is surrounded by some of the craziest people on earth. <laughs> <laughs> the Bellingham, Washington misconnections, is is it pops off. So many people post on the Bellingham, Washington fucking misconnections. It's crazy. You go to Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, nothing. It sucks. You go to Bellingham, Washington, where my wonderful boy Colin lives. Lively. Constant updates. (coughs) So seeing as I'm stuck at home, uh, I wanted to see what people who were out and about in the world, what they're doing. And this one goes out to Graveyard Goddess. In Bellingham, Washington. This is uh, Whatcom Falls Park at the Bayview Cemetery. Long shot, you just, you jogged past my toddler and I in the cemetery this morning and gave me the most infectiously charming smile. I was stunned. Just in case you're wondering, yes, I'm a single dad. Where did you and Mary meet, actually? Ah, funny story. Me and my son were at the cemetery. Oh... Visiting his mum, oh oh, was that what was happening? Oh, and anyway, um, this really hot chick ran past, and uh now me and Mary shacked up, so um, who Bethany, yeah, my wife, um yeah, it was a sad day, but uh me and <laughs> me and Mary now, <laughs> hey that's dark, hey, I thought I had roan, okay i thought I thought I was being taken out I thought I was being freed from this mortal coil. Okay? Sorry that the jokes are dark. <laughs> uh, <coughs> my apologies. But I only just thought of that. Were they visiting them anyway? Let's not get into it. Beautiful potential love story here. She did give him the most infectiously charming smile. So, you know, she's into him, he's into her, you know. True love can blossom. At the side of your ex-wife. Though ne- Hey, never mind. Skipping past that. This, uh, this was downtown Bellingham. Bellingham. This was downtown Bellingham. Me. <laughs> Me. Dun, dun, dun. I was also at the beach, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you saw this person at the beach, then I'm assuming you were also at the beach. But they did want to clarify. Me. I was also at the beach, obviously. I saw your curly brown hair swirling in the wind. I could tell the sea salt air had touched it. Why were you swimming? It was cold. <laughs> Why were you swimming? It was cold. I knew from that moment we should meet. I think I love you. <laughs> <coughs> so over the top, dude. The fact that like someone goes, he- goes home and writes on the internet curly brown hair swirling in the wind. I could tell the sea salt air had touched it. First of all, if you were the woman at the beach that he's talking about, that's a bit of a red flag. A little bit of a red flag, okay? Why were you swimming? It was so cold. Anyway, I think I'm in love with you from that first time I saw you that I was at the beach at, obviously. Oh, you know, relationships just move fast these days. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, everyone is... So three thousand and eight, and I'm so two thousand and late. You know that could be it. Looks like you've got your work cut out for you. And this was at Walmart Garden Center just over two weeks ago. So I guess they said to to this person, "Looks like you got your work cut out for you." And you replied, "Just gets better from here." And I should have said more, but it seems to be weird times, sort of. And I know you, and I know you're from somewhere, but couldn't think of where, and still can't. Darn it and i recognize you even though you were wearing a mask lol easily as your beauty just shines through and damn i wish i had and damn and damn i wish i would just said hey what's your name but i didn't (laughs) remember weird times lol but here's hoping everything goes fantastically with your garden soil and all you have planned for it Believe me, I've had my cart full there in that same department many times. And life treats you. And you treat it right back as amazingly, stunningly, gorgeously as you deserve. By the way, on top of everything else, great legs. Let's get a moment of cringe. Let's get a moment of silence for that... um Okay, good. Now that we've all shivered at that one. <laughs> I don't look, hey, I'm just I don't wanna I don't wanna yuck anyone's yum. I don't wanna, you know but this that's a this is a little that you ha that you had all these thoughts and then you went home and you thought like I you know think I should put that somewhere. I think I'm gonna put it on misconnections in hopes that they also look up misconnections. After they think that this interaction that we had where I said one thing to you, and you said one thing back, and then I had this like, crazy other thought process in my head, uh, and I'm assuming you did as well, I think we'll both check misconnections for this. It just seems like I'm kind of obsessed with uh, that thought process. Like how someone goes from having this seemingly meaningless interaction with someone and then you know they fill out the rest of the narrative in their head and then they think like yeah i like i this has to go on like i have to put i have to put this out somewhere you know i have to message in a bottle this on the internet and like pray to god love songs and dedication style that they hear this and get in contact with me left-handed girl at brio you're a brown-haired girl who is left-handed, and I noticed you're left-handed. I am too. To me, you're as bad a, to me, you're about as beautiful as it gets. Are you single? Hey, I've been staring at you for a while now, and I've noticed that you're left-handed. Me too. Let's be left-handed together forever. What do you say? What do you say? To the goddess on State Street. I saw you getting into your car on State Street by the VFW Hall. You had long, dirty blonde hair and legs that I need to kneel down in front of. Get in touch if you need someone to worship you. So, if you're out there, if the dirty blonde haired, wonderful legged person uh, who was in front of the VF Hall is out there, get in touch if you're after someone to worship you. So, ah, that's going to do it, quite frankly. Um, No better place to leave it in my mind. Then leg worship if you're a supporter of the show on patreon and you want to worship these legs stay tuned for our post credits leg worship section uh, of the podcast also known as our bonus question uh very much like a marvel style movie post credits we do have an extra little snippet an extra little tasty taste um so if you are a, a producer level patron over on the patreon Stay tuned. Uh, But if you're not yet a supporter on Patreon uh, and you're digging what I'm doing here, you want to support the show or maybe you want to get your hands on early episodes, behind the scenes, bonus content, head over to patreon.com forward slash one weird podcast. Check out the tiers. Become a patron today if that tickles your fancy. And uh, again, very special thank you to the people who do support the show, who are patrons. Shane, Sam, producer patron Sam, you guys say it all the time but you're absolute legends um it means it means it 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 genuinely means a lot to have people who you know support this and want to support what i'm doing and and are actually backing it with their money which is uh you know what really one of the one of the ultimate levels of of uh i guess saying that you enjoy something you know voting with your dollar and uh you know it very much does mean the world to me. So thank you guys for doing that. I hope to uh, continue to have your support. And um, if you want to keep up to date with uh, the podcast, all the goings on, you can head over to One Weird Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find me on my personal Instagram and Twitter at my pixel persona. And hey, one a single favor to ask on this episode, if you could leave a five-star review wherever you get podcasts, um, you know, it helps. It helps that GD algorithm know that you know pe- people are digging this, and and that uh, other people like you would also be interested in it. So, uh, yeah, leave a leave a five star review wherever you're listening. Uh, share the show with a friend, family member, loved one, colleague, and uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. This has been episode sixty six. Has this been 66? 67 This has been an episode. Come back for the next episode and I'll see you next time. Peace.